0: Good morning everyone. This is Jill Diarpino with AftermathofSuicide.com. You know, I love to read and you read reading is so much knowledge, but it also gets you to think about something you really weren't thinking about or you knew but had forgotten it. Like being kind. Like doing things for others and I don't mean you know, always having to cost something. So, you know, this month is um, coming up. November, uh, December is not is my worst month. Uh, my son took his life, December twenty seventh. So, my the anniversary uh, coming. I start to from now. I think about what I was doing before that time. You know, four weeks before, one, three weeks before, uh, when I saw him, we went to a movie. I start reliving all of that from now through that morning and the next day and the next in the funeral. And, you know, just months, because it doesn't just stop after the funeral. Actually, it's just the beginning of your grief. So... This can be a real sad time for a lot of people, especially those that have lost someone to suicide. Um, Holidays are tough. And suicide is such a different type of loss. Suicide and murder are the two hardest deaths to get through. Lots of unanswered questions. Uh, So, you know, I'm, I'm urging you this month especially To reach out to those that have lost a loved one. It doesn't have to be through suicide or those that are prone to depression, Um, especially those that don't have a family really and they're alone. Um, If you can invite them to your house for dinner, that would be so kind. Uh, But I read this article and it's called Seven Simple Ways of Making the Most of the Season of Giving. And so I'd like to read this to you. It's not very long, but I want you to really take stock in this and think about it. Maybe even re-listen to this podcast. Overtip, it says, one of the simplest ways to incorporate giving into your regular life is by overtipping. And I have to tell you, as a waitress years ago, that's what you really live on. Even today, they don't make much um, when we were at the Cracker Barrel last month, I asked the waitress. So, I mean, do you get fifteen dollars an hour? And she said, "Oh no, I make five twenty-five an hour." And so, you got to think if somebody might give her two or three bucks at a table. I was shocked because you cannot live on that. So. Please, if if it's possible to budget extra funds for this idea, establish the habit of going above and beyond the typical amount you'd normally tip. Whenever you go out to eat, pick up your dry cleaning, receive a delivery, get a haircut, get out, out of a hotel checking out or have any professional service performed at your home, you have an opportunity to tip big. If it's in the budget, choose moments to offer an unexpected blessing to someone this holiday season. Next is treat your neighbors. Our neighbors play a special role in our everyday lives. One way to show your appreciation for them is to offer them special holiday treats. Deliver fresh baked cookies, a pie or some specialty you're adept at. Pick up something you know they just love. Deliver them a note sharing a gratitude for having a neighbor. Uh, Simply give them a personal holiday card to let them know you're thinking of them. We all are so accustomed to lightning-fast communication at our fingertips, isn't that the truth, that we receiving a thoughtful note or package in the mail means more than ever. Make a loved one's day by sending them a care package filled with curated treats you know they'll love or a simple note of appreciation. Simple gestures warm the heart and are greatly appreciated. This works beautifully for relatives and friends who live far away, but also for those close by. When mail unusually usually comprises junk and bills, a surprise message of love is a total delight. Give your undivided attention. This is so important, guys. Not everyone act, not every act of generosity requires money or things, of course. Something that is becoming an ever more rare commodity is undivided attention. Put your phone away. Turn it off. Make an extra effort to step away from the screens and other distractions when you're with others and offer them your undivided attention. This can take a surprising amount of practice, but if you aim for progress throughout the season, you may be thrilled to find that you've been able to deeply connect with the people in your life. Let your cares be light and share your lightness with those around you. Even if you're sad It actually helps your depression to do something for others because it does give back to you. You feel good about yourself when you're nice to someone, when you did something and you went out of your way. The events of the past couple of years have certainly exacerbated the problems of loneliness for many. Take stock of how your loved ones or acquaintances are doing and offer your time And pay attention to those feeling lonely. Paying a visit, sharing a cup of coffee or tea, or ringing them on the phone may mean more than you'd imagine to people who have been suffering from loneliness. Make the effort and spread holiday cheer to those who most need it. And you all know somebody who needs it. Surprise someone. The element of surprise in giving can be such a delight to both the recipient and the giver, Offer surprises to anyone you can this holiday season. An unexpected gift, a freshly baked treat, a candy cane hung on their doorknob, a Christmas dinner to someone in need, or picking up someone else's bill are all ways that you can surprise someone else and have such fun giving. And I have to tell you, one time, one Christmas season, I was driving through the Starbucks, and when I got up to the you know, to pick up, um, my order. And I said, okay, so how much? And she said, oh no, the, the driver in front of you bought your coffee. <laughs> and I thought, how nice is that? I mean, who would really, it, it, it's a great thought and not that we all couldn't do that. So you know what? I did the same thing. I said, you know what? I'm going to pay for that guy behind me's order. So what is that total? And that way, when he got pulled up to pay, he got the same thing. Oh, the lady in front of you paid for your order. So those are nice things to do. It could be any fast food restaurant even, you know. So generously compliment and thank. And that is something that so much of us lack doing, myself included. Finally, and perhaps most simply, look for the good in others and offer genuine compliments. Gratitude for the simplest things in life is one of the easiest and most effective ways to share hope, beauty, and goodness within yourself and with those around you. Be a light this holiday season, a refreshing, uplifting, and optimistic influence on the environment around you. Um, Before I say a little more, I I want to... thank a couple of my sponsors, uh, dot Uh, Joe is excellent as a life coach. If you are looking to change your life, uh, maybe you need a career change. You've lost your job, uh, your business closed, you have to move away and you're trying to adapt to all that change. Isn't comfortable for anybody. And those are major changes, you know, so he's really great at that. Um, and he also wrote a book, uh, "Don't Believe Everything You Think" by Joe Post. It's an ebook that you can purchase. Um, it's on my website on the Meet Jill page. Um, and uh, you know, it, I have to say, it's hard for us to change our paradigm, to actually, like I said, step out of our comfort zone to do something different, and to even say, you know, how do I even do this? Where do I start to change something different? To You know, I've worked at this place, let's say XYZ, for 20 years. That's all I know. So having a life coach isn't something where I think people misconstrue that, you know, they're going to be there and through your life. Well, he could, but Usually, it's a certain time that you hire them to help you navigate life, you know, and he would ask several questions. And I thought these were some of them were great. You know, how do you define success? You know, to some people, success is living in a big house, having a Bentley, whatever it is to them. But if you had success, what would it look like to you? What are you willing to do to get it? So Joe can help you th- through the thought process. And I tell you, it's amazing. And there's stuff that I never even thought of because that's why he's trained and has a certificate in life coaching. Um, and we don't, not everybody, you know, is it, we're all good at something. Choose the gift that you're good at and give it. Open that gift and share it with people. And then there's uh, alternewmedia.com. If you're looking for a marketing company, they are fantastic um, in every type of way of marketing, whether it's social media, uh, you know, through email, any way you want. They they are are great. So alternewmedia.com. And um, so I want to thank both of those two sponsors. I've used both. But back to, you know, the season of being kind. And, you know, I always end my podcast with be kind to yourself and be kind to others. But, you know, it's easy to just say, be kind to yourself. And we say a lot of things as a cliche, but we really don't realize what are we saying even? Stop for a minute and think about what am I just saying? Am I just going through the motion? Like, oh, hi, how you doing? Everybody asks that, but does anybody really stop to listen to the answer? Because we just think everybody's going to say, oh, I'm great. Oh, I'm fine or whatever. Okay. You know, one time I, I did this and I said, I'm actually really depressed. And they went, oh, okay, good. So you, I could tell they weren't even listening. They're just already expecting the answer most people give. So are we really listening when we ask somebody, how are you doing? If you're not really going to be present in asking that, don't ask it. You know, you could just say hi. Um, So I've learned certain things since my son died of cliches and certain things people would say to me. You know, that so many, um, and this is one big one. I shared this with one of my doctors last week whose employee's son just took his life. And the woman is beside herself. Um almost on suicide watch, she said, and it's just just reminded me of, brought me back to that, that time in the beginning and the work that lies ahead for her, her husband and a daughter. So it's almost the same situation. You know, she's left with a daughter. Her son took his life. He was 24, shot himself, and she didn't know anything. He, he didn't, mention anything to her. Um, But come to find out, he had purchased that gun legally. And so it made her realize he had been thinking about doing this. It's not something that people just wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to go commit suicide today. They've been thinking about it for a while. So, uh, you know, I just, thinking about her and talking with him and what a great doctor and friend that she has as an employer and a friend. But, you know, he just actually just took to me as the patient because I was so close to the same script, the same, you know, um, scenario. And I, I just feel terrible for her because I know what she's going to have to go through we all have to go through it. But this was something that I know a lot of people say, you hear it on the news when someone gets killed and shot. You're in our prayers. You're all in our prayers. That's not true. You know, think about it. Maybe to some people that is. But to most people, every night, do you pray for the people that died in the parade in Wisconsin? We think about them. I feel horrible. I mean, I'm disgusted. At, at the way the law is today, and these the people that are rotten are getting out and getting away with things, and the good people pay a big price. It's It seems to be flipping that way here in our country. But going back to, you're in our prayers. Uh, uh, you're in my prayer jail. Uh, you know, I almost wanna say, don't say that, because it's not really true. Um, you know, wh- whether then, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about them. It's it's a horrible thing. Something different. But to say you're in our prayers to people that we don't really know, um, that's, it's not true, you know. And think about what you say to people. And don't say it if, if it's not real. Don't say it if it's not true. Don't just say something to say something. Um, so, that was one thing, and i and I had heard this from a lady on the news one time when I heard that her son had been shot in a fight in the street. Somebody shot him, and they hadn't found him yet and when she was interviewed, she was angry, and she said, "You know what I'm sick of hearing your I'm in your prayers. Stop telling me that. Just go find who killed my son so it goes to show you other people are thinking that too. It wasn't just me. And so anyway, those are things, you know, think about what you say to people, be genuine. Try to compliment someone every day. That's something that I always say to myself. Because when you're nice and kind to someone and you see them, their face light up, because maybe you said, you know, your hair really looks beautiful. Or I love that necklace or you know, to a gentleman, whatever, you know, that that's, I love the beard on you, it looks great, you know, so most people don't say something kind, not that they don't think it, they just don't say it, but people are quick to judging someone, putting someone down, oh my god, look how fat she is, or you know, whatever, right, people think that, or they'll say it, but bah, god, to be kind is like pulling teeth, it seems like. So I'm really going to make an effort, more of an effort, let's say. I I do, but I want to do more of it to be present and aware, to reach out to people and do something different, like just what I read to you. Something different, not the normal stuff. And here's another tip, guys for those that are on social media and Facebook or whatever, if you're close to that person that has either lost someone, um, you know they're depressed and sad, don't say it and write it on Facebook. You know, if they post something about, like, you know, my son's birthday, um, and, of course, he's gone. So, Um, But I get family members that have my phone number, Put things on Facebook. And I have to tell you, I hate it. I actually won't even respond back to that. Because if that's all you can do instead of reaching out to me and saying, Jill, I'm thinking about you. I know, you know, it's Mike's birthday today or don't don't write to me on Facebook. So if I'm gonna have a Facebook relationship with relatives unless they live out of state or something. If you're local, and that's how you're talking to me, I'm not responding. I'm going to tell you right now. So if you're doing that to others, please don't. It's it's really just shallow that you can't take the time to reach out when you have their cell number or their home number. You know, if it's people, like I said, that live far away, like my family in Australia. Obviously, you know, I just can't pick up the phone or go over there. So writing them and even maybe a private message is nice because you took the time to write something, not just click like or love or the heart or, you know, thinking of you or or just shit like that. I I actually get annoyed with it. So I'm, I'm just sharing with you me. Okay. And you're not going to probably find anybody that's more real, raw, than me. Um, I am honest to a fault. And for those that would like to reach out to me, you can at jill at um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, but I strictly do it for my business, um, not really socializing and personal stuff. Uh, so anyway... Think about what I've just said here and, you know, re-listen to it. Share it with someone. Share this podcast and my podcasts with others because we never know that it just can take one word or something I said to change them and to pay it forward. So please be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. Find someone today to be kind to. Take care.